0: Chapter three of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox dot org recording by Joy Chan Stories of King Arthur and his Knights by U Waldo Cutler Chapter three How Arthur Gat His Sword Excalibur On a day they came into the court of the young king, a squire on horseback bringing a knight, his master, mortally wounded, and seeking justice against the murderer. Then came up Grifflet, that was but a squire, a young man of the age of King Arthur, and asked to be given the order of knighthood, that he might ride out against the knight that had done the evil deed, who dwelt by a well in the forest. Arthur was loath to bring this passing brave youth into peril by giving him so high an adventure, but at the desire of Grifflet The king at the last gave him the order of knighthood, and he rode away till he came to the fountain. There he saw the pavilion of the knight, and his horse all saddled and bridled, and his shield of diverse colours, and a great spear hanging on a tree hard by. Grifflet struck the shield with the butt of his spear, so that it fell clattering down to the ground. With that the knight came out of the pavilion, and said, "'Fair knight, why smote ye down my shield?' "'For I will joust with you,' said Griflet. "'It is better ye do not,' said the knight, "'for ye are but a young and late made knight, "'and your might is nothing to mine.' "'But Grifflet would have it so, "'and the two ran together with such force "'that Griflet's spear was all shattered, "'and horse and rider fell down sore wounded. "'When the knight saw the youth lying on the ground, "'he was heavy of heart, "'and he unlaced his helm to give him air,' and finally setting him on his horse, sent him with cheering words back to the court. Here great dole was made for him because of his wounds, and Arthur was passing wroth for the hurt of Sir Griflet. The next morning ere day the king ordered his best horse, and in full armour rode out alone to encounter the knight of the fountain. It was a strong battle they had. Arthur's spear was all shattered, and his horse fell to the ground. Then they fought with swords with many great strokes, and much bloodshed on both sides. Finally, by a mighty blow from his enemy, a passing big man of might, Arthur's sword was smitten in two pieces, and he was called upon to yield himself as overcome and recreant, or die. "'As for death,' said King Arthur, "'welcome be it when it cometh, but to yield me unto thee as recreant I had rather die than to be so shamed.' Therewithal came Merlin and made known who Arthur was. Then by enchantment he caused the knight to fall into a deep sleep, and bore Arthur away to a hermit to be cured of his wounds. When, after three days of rest and healing, he was riding with Merlin through the forest, King Arthur said, I have no sword. No matter, said Merlin, there is one near by that I can perhaps get for you. So they rode on till it chanced that they passed a fair and broad lake, In the midst of the water Arthur became aware of an arm clothed in white Samite, holding aloft a beautiful sword. "'Lo! there is the sword of which I spake,' said Merlin, "'and yonder is the lady of the lake, ready to help you to it, if ye speak fair to her.' Anon came the damsel unto Arthur and saluted him, and he her again. "'Damsel,' said Arthur, "'what sword is it that the arm holdeth above the water yonder?' I WOULD IT WERE MINE, FOR I HAVE NO SWORD. "'Sir Arthur King,' said the damsel, "'that sword is mine, "'and if ye will give me a gift when I ask it, you, "'go ye into yonder barge, "'and row yourself to the sword, "'and take it and the scabbard with you.' "'So Sir Arthur and Merlin alighted "'and tied their horses to a tree, "'and then they went into the magic boat. "'Soon they were beside the sword that the hand held up. "'Arthur took it by the handle, the arm and the hand went down beneath the water, and the two travellers rowed back to the land and went forth. As they rowed along, Arthur looked on the sword which had the name Excalibur, that is as much as to say cut steel, and he liked it passing well, for the handle was all set with precious stones. Which like you better, said Merlin, the sword or the scabbard? The sword, replied Arthur. Ye are unwise, said Merlin, The scabbard is worth ten of the sword, for while you have the scabbard upon you, ye shall lose no blood. Therefore keep well the scabbard always with you. In this way Arthur came by Excalibur, and many an adventure he was to have with it, and was to suffer great danger when by evil interference it was, as we shall see, for a time stolen from him. With it in hand the hardest fight went well in the end, for the scabbard kept him from weakness, and a mysterious power lay in the strong, true blade that none could withstand, until the time came for King Arthur to give back the sword to the Lady of the Lake, and to die of the wounds of a traitor. So King Arthur and Merlin rode on, and when they came back safe to Carleon and the court, the knights were passing glad. Some wondered that the king would risk himself abroad so alone, but all men of valour said it was merry to be under such a chief. Would put his person in adventure as other poor knights did, End of Chapter Three.